Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, welcome everybody to uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media and, of course, pod clips around the world. Uh, I'm Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. We're going to talk this, that, and anything in sports, mostly Los Angeles, Southern California stuff, but also uh, a political look at the world of sports, sociological look at the world of sports, medical look at the world of sports, and art source, former kicker for the Rams and the uh, Trojans. How's the weather back in uh, Pennsylvania? We got a nor'easter climbing up the east coast, ready to hit us with a lot of snow. It's been cold. Um, other than that, uh, beautiful, baby, beautiful. All right, uh, we're not doing this on video. I have my 49er hoodie on. Now, you have to understand, folks, <laughs> I've been a Ram fan, been a Ram fan since the age of five here in Southern California. And uh, the only time in my entire life, and I mean this in all sincerity, I've ever rooted for the 49ers was last weekend against the immunized one, Aaron Rodgers. Already, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you know, I don't like Kyra Irving, but at least he told the world he wasn't going to get vaccinated. He didn't BS anybody. I'm angrier by uh, by a ton as far as Rodgers is concerned than Kyrie Irving. Should I be? You talking? Are you talking about the new the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos? It's possible, I guess. Go ahead, talk about that. Well, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. I was playing for USC when when Nathaniel was born. Right. And uh, his dad was the offensive coordinator for our national championship team in '78. Right. It it really made me feel old today to see him get the job as the new Denver Broncos coach. And he's been the offensive coordinator under Matt LaFleur at Green Bay for the last three years, where they've gone 39 and 39 and 10, I believe. 39 and 11 now. The regular season. Haven't done so well against the 49ers in the playoffs. No. I think Aaron Rodgers is 0-4 now in big games against Green Bay. But, I, excuse me, against San Francisco. But, you know, I had a lot of friends that played for the 49ers over the years, like Ricky Ellison, Cedric Hardman. And I've always been a big Ram fan and played for the Rams. But uh, it seems to me like uh, Kyle Shanahan might have uh, McVay's number. I mean, he's beat him six times in a row. They're old buddies. And, you know, and then, of course, the Stafford deal, I know that caused a little consternation between the two. But it should be one heck of an NFC championship game, 630 Sunday evening. East Coast time, 3.30 out there in the West. Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? I actually I actually like the Rams this week only because the 49ers are really dinged up. Now, a couple of key stats in this game, Fred. The Rams are 12-1 and when my MVP, Cooper Cup, scores a touchdown. They're 2-4 and four when he doesn't score a touchdown. <laughs> so that tells me one thing. Now, the last time these two teams met in the uh, NFC Championships, was uh, John Robinson's Rams against Bill Walsh's 49ers, and that was the Jim Everett fake sack game yeah. which led to the wonderful career of Jim Rome. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some fun stuff going on. Folks, believe sports business, sports media, also heard on pod clips. Uh, again, you were a former Ram player, so maybe you're slanted on this, maybe not. Forgetting the four fumbles, which is hard to forget, uh, McVeigh playing it close to the vest after they had the 20 to three lead can cost them games. And it almost cost them last Sunday against Tom Brady. You can never get enough points against Brady. 
To no. me, he was playing it not to lose. And, and, and Artie, when you play not to lose in anything, many times you lose. That's exactly what happens. I always said the prevent defense keeps you prevents you from winning big <laughs> games. And you know the really interesting thing is I've always talked about the Chargers the last 10, 12, 14 years, how they can steal defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah. Well, it looked like the Rams are up to the same thing. And, uh, you know, I do believe these two teams know each other so well that it's going to be a great game. And I, and I really believe it's going to come down to the kicker. Now, I was a little surprised when Matt Gay came up short on a 46-47 yard field goal. Yeah. Um, so, and I know, and I've heard that he had some problems physically before the game. But I got to tell you, Robbie Gold is 19 for 19 in the playoffs, and he is pretty much the gold standard when it comes to playoff kickers. Oh, no question. I mean, he's uh, sharp right now. I think the Rams are going to win, also, from the point of view that I, I look at it. it you got a too above, much talent, Fred. Too much uh, talent, and they're healthy. Uh, above average quarterback, certainly in Stafford, and a barely average quarterback, I think, in Jimmy Plus, G. You know who the NFL wants to win, right? Oh, a big market, of course. And, of course, they'll be home for the Super Bowl if that be the case. All right, the other game. Well, let's go back to this one game first. I saw this or heard this on ESPN, I think, and I, and I think it has some validity. Cooper Cup is Caucasian. And the point that the guy was making, I forgot which one of them was making it, was that because he's Caucasian, the defense don't will, will not give him as much credit because they don't assume he's fast. All I know is... Looks pretty fast to me. Well, was Valerie Bortsoff pretty slow? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Let's not get into the Al Campanas, Jimmy the Greek Snyder theories here. All right? Uh, there are plenty of fast people that are of all nationalities and, you know, in all, in all, in all whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on. Cooper Cup had one of the great years in the history of the National Football League. I mean, to have 18 touchdowns, I mean, if this guy isn't really the MVP, based on you know, I don't know when the votes went in. If they, if it's like baseball, you can't you know count uh, playoff games. Right. Right now, I mean, I would have to say Cooper Cup, with the year he had, deserves the the MVP. And I'll tell you another guy that deserves to be in there is Joe Burrow of Cincinnati, as we're going to talk a little bit about them taking on the big dynasty that uh, Andy Reid seems to have created in Kansas City. All right, the Chiefs are, uh, to win the whole thing, the Chiefs are plus 120 last time I checked. The Rams were like plus 220. Uh, the Chiefs were, I mean, the uh, uh, 49ers were at uh, plus, I think, 450, 470, depending on where you might be looking. And then you had Cincinnati like in the sevens, plus seven, 750. But you just said it, Burrow's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's playing against the best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, Seven-point favorites, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are. Who do you like? Well, if I could get the bullet, the half a point, I definitely love Cincinnati. If it's just straight up seven, I would probably have to lean toward Kansas City. Um, the way they've been playing, I mean, to be able to score a touchdown with 13 seconds left, Fred, I've never seen anything like it in the history of football. Talk about the prevent defense. And that I believe that was the number one ranked defense yeah, yeah. in either the AFC or the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. So we're not exactly talking about chopped liver here. But I will say this, Andy Reid, for what he's accomplished in the last seven seasons, I mean, six straight AFC West, he took a 2-11 and team, 
check that. Two and uh, two and fifth, two and fourteen team, and, and brought him to eleven wins his first season. Six straight AFC West crowns. Basically, three straight Super Bowl appearances. If he wins this week in his fourth consecutive appearance in the AFL AFC Championship game, what else can you do other than that? No, and it'll be a second game back uh, for uh, uh, Hilaire at. Uh... The running back uh, position, and they've got a slew of wide receivers to certainly catch the ball. And you've got, uh, again, I think right now the best quarterback in the league. But here, down the next 10 years, barring injury, you got Burrow, you got uh, Mahomes, you got Allen, and you got, I think, in, in Los Angeles uh, with Herbert, you got four very young quarterbacks who are going to control everything over the next decade or so. Agree or disagree? I do. I do agree. And, uh, you know, you also have Russell Wilson, who given it, put him in the right situation. Yes. He's got the ability to be an elite quarterback and has proven to be an elite quarterback. Um, you know, the jury's still out on the, on the quarterback in place for the, for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. But I like him. Um, I'll tell you, uh, the, the one mistake that was made, I got to believe, was, you know, they put a lot of credit into a Tagliavoia. Yeah. And I just don't think he has it. And we forgot about the the uh you know the the massager himself uh down in down in texas or wherever he is deshaun watson not a great quarterback if he comes back yeah there is some question of course uh, how, do you, how is this just like lingering for a year no, no charges he gets paid i mean it's at a certain point in time doesn't the nfl need to step up and make a decision on this I would think so, but I don't think they want to put their foot in it like the Kaepernick thing. So uh, I think that's why they're stalling oh, as well mean, as they might. <laughs> we will, we're not really going to blackball you, but you'll never play again. <laughs> All right. You know, interesting. I'm watching uh, Real Sports this week, and uh, uh, Antonio Brown, who we all think it might be nutso, by taking his shirt off and throwing it up in the stands after the uh, he was told he wasn't going to play for Tampa Bay, he had his attorney next to him, and apparently he's got evidence on tape and things like that that they know Arians knew he was hurt. You think Arians will be back next year, or do you think that whole thing's going to blow up now? I think it is going to blow up. I'm not sure if he's going to be back or not. Um, you know, if Brady if Brady retires, you know Gronk's going to retire with him. Yeah. There's been some some rumblings out of Tampa on that already. Um, you know, does Bruce Arians really need this with all the, the, the scares he's had with cancer over the last five years? He got his Super Bowl. You know, two or three times he said some things in the, in, in the media or not said some things that contradict what really happened. Um, you know, football coaches – Speaking with a forked tongue. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, but I but I tell you, you know, already everybody's got an ego. If somebody was going to give him $10 million to $20 million to stay away, I'm just throwing this out, most of these coaches would still want to stay. I'm, I'm sorry. It's an ego thing. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, well, who's going to play quarterback? Blaine Gabbert? Right. But, I mean, they still think they're geniuses. They think, look at yeah, McVay yeah. here in you Los Angeles. And Joe Biden thinks he's a genius, too, Fred. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the deal. No, I, I said it on purpose that time. <laughs> here's but, the deal, folks. Here's the deal, folks. But Sean McVay gets hired at 30, and now at 35 or 36, he does think he's a boy genius, does he not? Oh, my God. He's just about as fast as Cooper Cup. He gets down to that end zone <laughs> as quick as he does. 
How is that not a penalty in the NFL? If you're sprinting down to the end zone, isn't there the 30 to the 30, the coaching box? I would say so. I was always under the impression that, you know, you can't come out of there. You know, there's enough referees in playoff games. It seems like the coaches are surrounded by these backup referees. They're having conversations with them all game long. I really get a kick out of the playoffs. I heard something very interesting. Yeah. The only person that got drug tested in the playoffs so far has been OBJ. Well, they want everyone to play. Uh, money, money, you know, we talk about greed, 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 money, money, money. I mean, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the reality? Yeah, it, it just really blows my mind. And now, how does Cialis affect your ability to defeat the cold? I, I heard an article about that, too. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I guess it gets the blood flowing to the extremities? I don't know. I, I, I certainly know. Hey, listen, off sports for a moment, I, I have to say this, uh, there are some states, and again, folks, uh, this is Believe Sports, Business Sports Media. He's Art Source in Pennsylvania. I'm Fred in L.A. And I also heard on pod clips around the world. But let's get political just for a moment here, besides the uh, the Rogers deal. Um, there are some states in this union, folks, if you don't know this, are trying to take books about slavery and books on the Holocaust out of the library. They don't want kids to read about it. Now, I got to say something here. I mean, and today is the anniversary, I believe, the seventy-fifth anniversary of the of the closing of Auschwitz, right? Yes, yeah, Remembrance Day today, as we do this show. But the, but but I mean, my point is, why aren't why isn't everybody screaming? Don't you want to know more rather than less talk? Well, the only play. way you don't mistake make mistakes again is if you understand and learn from the previous mistakes of generations. So I've always had problem with them tearing down history. Now, I understand that, you you know, you need to have a fair and unbiased view of it. But, I mean, you know, Christopher Columbus, I can't believe he was as bad as they're making him out to be. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, I know number one in his class at, uh, at the uh, West Point, you know, was, was the great Confederate general, Robert E. Lee. Yeah. You know, I just, I just feel like unless you lived in those times, and unless you knew and walked a step in their shoes, you just don't go there. And, I mean, you learn from the messages of the past. And as soon as we fail to do that as a society, as a world, I think we're doomed for a lot of failure. All right. Shouldn't, shouldn't all the parents be screaming? Not just the left-wing well, parents? In California, they're actually uh, allowing the schools, without the parents' knowledge, to give kids uh, COVID, COVID shots. Yeah, I read that. 11 like... years old. When the CDC hasn't quite made the decision yet, whether at that age you're okay to have the shots. So there's a lot of things going on underneath, underneath the you know the the nice cool like they say about the duck who's paddling real hard underneath, but it doesn't look like he's he's trying too hard. Folks, agree or disagree? As far as this is not sports, but it really is because the the, the point is it's just purely politics as far as COVID is concerned, and purely politics as far as taking. Books about slavery away from the kids? We shouldn't know our history? I mean, it's like email us, sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. Folks, here's the deal. Oh, I said it again on purpose that time. No, not on purpose. <laughs> Listen, he's driving me crazy, uh, uh, slow Joe. But anyways, uh, sh- is there another side to slavery? If somebody run all right? I don't believe so, Fred. I don't okay. believe so. It's but not if there right. Is, if, if there is, I'd yeah. put it in the library, too. Let the kids read it. 
But why yeah. are you taking away a book on slavery? I mean, look at the look at the life story of Nelson Mandela. Yeah, you know that's that's someone who overcame incredible odds to become one of the greatest people on the planet. You know, you look at you look at uh, throughout history, people who have stepped up and. You know, and, 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 you know, the one thing I, I got to say, I watched uh, Breyer today, and, and what, a, what, a, what a neat man he seems like he is. And he has a, cop, a copy of the Constitution in his left breast pocket at all times. And I, and I was really impressed by that. I just, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter what side of the, the aisle he's on or what he believes in. He just seems like he's a great man that loves this country and he believes in the constitutionality of this country and the precedents that have been set. And he's there to read the law, not interpret and interpret the law, but not change the law because of what his personal thoughts are. Right? Yeah. I mean, he made the decision 83 years of age, and uh, I don't know how far he was. I'm sure he was pushed uh, by the Democrats, but there's oh, a way. Uh, there, there's a way. But politically. how about this, Fred? Now, you know, and you know, I'm not racist in any way, shape, or form. Right. But shouldn't the best person that is of a liberal leaning be involved in the choice, knowing full well that yes, we do need a black woman on the Supreme Court, but to limit it to just black women, to me, just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it's like the Rooney Rule almost in sports. You know, now they're going to have two interviews with black coaches. Yet, I guarantee you, if one or two are chosen in this of the eight remaining spots, I'll be amazed. The problem is, Slow Joe indicated, not, not that a politician ever tells the truth, but let's just say this, during uh, when he was running as a nominee, he guaranteed, he promised he'd put a black woman up for the Supreme Court. So now he's in a situation, and I agree with you, but he's in a situation where he, you know, things are going badly as far as the economy. Mm -hmm. We're going to get kids to get killed uh, uh, fighting Russia, this and that. So now he's got to come up with something positive, and he did promise that. So now what does he, you tell me what he does if you want to hold a politician to their promises. I don't know. None of them seem to be held to their promises. So I, <laughs> I'm not so sure that's such a huge thing. But I'll tell you what does scare me. The one thing I will say, Fred. Yeah. When our when our borders allow, you know, one one to one and a half million people in without being COVID tested, right? And then in the middle of the night flights to New York, to Scranton, Pennsylvania, all over the country, spreading out these these people that came across the border, and they're doing it clandestine like, not not with any transparency. That really really gets me at a level that. You know what are they trying to perpetrate? Are they, are they just, just we're not we're so stupid that we can't figure out what's going on? Is that what they think? Yeah, that's what they do think, and I think this is a stupid country, and I think we're you know the fun, the crazy thing is when Hitler took over in Germany, Germany was rated as the brightest country in Europe, and it happened there. And believe me, folks, things like that can happen here because we're one dumb country. Uh, you can email us, sportsfredatao.com, sportsfredatao.com. And speaking about... Well, let's, let's say, you know what I want to talk about a little bit now? Yeah. This baseball fiasco. We are less than three weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Florida and to uh, Arizona. Right. Um, is, is the greed on the owner's behalf really to the point where they can't come up with a couple percentage points and, and allow these minor leaguers to live you know, at least at a means that's below the poverty line. 
Um, and they let rookies have a little bit more money. I mean, what's up with that, Fred? Well, you can add this to it. This is we're taping this, folks, about four o'clock p.m. Pacific time on on Thursday. Uh, today, Thursday, uh, baseball, Major League Baseball ruled that uh, they're not going to test minor league players. So what does that tell you? They're not going to test at all minor league players. So, again, wow. does that just say that greed overwhelmed? And so they're not going to test them, uh, and they're going to give them, they're going to pay some for their apartments and things like that, but they're not going to test them for COVID. Now, is there any other wow. logical reason? I mean, that's not pure greed? Yeah, I would I would have to imagine. So, so the 40-man roster shows up in camp. All right. And then right. you got non-roster players who are who are also coming in and out of the the clubhouse. Sure. Yeah. Uh, how's that going to work, Fred? It's not. People are going to get sick, and you yeah, know, and, and, gonna, and, and then people are going to say, "Well, nobody's no, you know, the athlete has died." Well, they may not have died, but their parents may die, or their friends may die, or their grandfather might die, and, and we don't know what the next variant coming down the the, no, the pike no. is either. All right, we got to end this, but finally, I got to say this, and I'd love your response. Tuesday night, Arizona at Pauley Pavilion, and yes, there are fans this night at Pauley Pavilion. Arizona's ranked three in the country, UCLA a, me- a measly seventh, and uh, I get ready to watch it on ESPN. And they packed the den, baby. <laughs> and they packed the den, and then I heard Bill Walton's voice, and the rest of the two hours, I had turned the sound down because the radio and the radio is not synced here in LA with the TV. Bill Walton, yay or nay, art source. Like I said, one of the great basketball players of all time, lived in a teepee, definitely, you know, a wonderful man and great, great basketball. But I can't listen to him broadcast the basketball game (laughs) because as an old play-by-play basketball announcer, I would go crazy because, I, you know, I want to be able to call the play. And then as, as they bring the ball up the court, you know, he can tell me if it was a back pick or a, a, you know, a, a give and go or, you know, but he just wants to go on and, and pontificate about the conference of champions. Um, why do they hire? Why do they keep him What's on? What's that? Why do they keep him on? I'm, what I'm telling you, there's got to be people like you and me who can't stand him. You t- do you think the majority? Well, you remember the Howard Cosell principle? Go ahead. Tell me. Well, you know, people either loved him or hated him. Yeah, that's what you want. in Denver where they'd throw bricks at a TV you know, and but what happens is I wonder if you get to the point where you're so polarizing that the people tune in to hate you and the people tune in to love you. But you and I don't turn in at all. I turn the sound out. We turn and tune it out. All right. Fine. Who didn't get tuned out this this week? The National Football League. They had four of the greatest games in yeah. divisional playoff history. Yeah. At one point. In the Kansas City-Buffalo game, the last five minutes, they had a 51.7 rating, and they had a 21% increase from last year and a 14% increase from nineteen from 2019. So I don't know how they figured it out, but they seem to be drawing the eyeballs. All right, one final question. Antonio Davis back for the uh, – Anthony Davis back for the uh, Lakers. How many games until LeBron or Davis are out again? Over and under is five. I put four. Uh, so you're more optimistic than I am. So it'll be the second half of the fourth game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Overnight America. 
Love you, Fred. Everybody be safe out there. Art Source right here on uh, uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Heard on Pod Clips. I'm Fred. Mario, thank you very, very much. And we'll see you next week right here on the show. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.